for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the Leonardo da Vinci of lockups. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to one of the three hogsmen, Devin. I know where he's at. He ain't here, though. No, he's not here. And uh, Big Duke said maybe next week. Uh, flight plans got got messed up. Couldn't make it. He's probably at a Phillies game right now. Probably at a Phillies game. But it is uh, Wednesday. It's June 16th. Big day yesterday, Adam. Okay. You know why? Why is that? California got to reopen. Oh, yeah. I, I walked into a liquor store today, no mask, and I felt like a brand new man. Isn't it crazy? It's cr- people. Some people are still wearing them, and like that's, that's fine. fine. It's you're gonna do what you want to do, but like it, there's something so freeing about driving, and you're like, oh shit, I forgot my mask, and then going, oh that's right, I don't yep. need to worry about that anymore. Yep, it's it's so it's so freaking weird, man. Just walk into a place and and being like, I don't, I don't have to wear a mask. I get to see people's faces. It's uh, it's very interesting. It's very weird. You get to wonder if people are silently judging you for not wearing one. Yeah, yeah, but. Hey man, good. I'm happy. Uh, I think a lot of people are happy about it. Now we can have full attendance at Padres games, and I, and yep. hopefully that's what the case will be. Yep, it's the 100 capacity starting tomorrow. This is the first home game since California reopened. And speaking of the Padres, uh, we are recording the podcast in my living room, and I have the Padres game on. They are losing to the Rockies right now, three to four, and it is the uh, what inning is it? The... top of four top of the fourth top of the fourth so yeah man it's good though i'm glad we're in uh we're heading in the right direction it seems like with uh with all this covid stuff and uh the mandates have all been uh you know hey we're free the chains are off the chains are off yep if you want to wear a mask go ahead that's your choice i'm fine with it i'm not going to give you any grief but uh, it's nice to not wear one. And I would hope no one will give me or you grief for not wearing one. Exactly. Because we've been following all the rules this whole time. Exactly. So we're obviously not against them or protesting against them or anything like that. So. Nope. But anyways, uh, uh, let's see. Had a match this past weekend for uh, Love Thy Neighbor. It is an organization that, uh, you know, is trying to help out neighborhoods. And uh, we had a show down in Chula Vista, and the show was called Love Thy Lucha. And it was awesome. It was so much fun, man. It looked good. It looked cool. So it was at a church, but it was held in the courtyard area. Yeah. And the courtyard area isn't like, isn't like gigantic, but it's big enough to fit a ring. And then you can, you know, it's, it's, it, there's enough room around the ring to have, have yeah. fans. And I mean, there must have been 150 people there, 200 people. But, it was such a s- small area that it, it just seemed like it yeah. was a you know a sellout crowd. That's the promoter's trick. If you know you're going to get less than 200, you hold it in a smaller venue yeah. so it looks packed. Yeah. Rather than holding it in like a gym, you just 200 people. Like, oh, no one's here. Yeah. So um, the uh, and the crowd was great, man. It was just a fun crowd. They were there just to have a good time. They were reacting to everything. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a a, a smart mark fa- uh, crowd. It was just people there to have a good time. You know, small kids, their parents, all that kind of stuff. Do you find that you encounter those kind of crowds in San Diego? Like, I don't think those people, like, even when you go to, like, WWE events in San Diego, 
it seems very much like a what a normal fan base would be like just seems like they're kind of just into the wrestling they don't care about all the other crap they're just there to see wrestling be entertained yeah i guess san diego's pretty fortunate not to have that heavy hardcore I mean, it goes both ways, right? Yeah. It goes both ways. It can either be really good to have that heavy, hardcore indie fan pro wrestling crowd. And then, you know, because cause obviously they're very loyal. Yeah. Um, You know, they love the, they love the business. And, you know, sometimes wrestling in front of that crowd, they've seen everything. Yeah. Because that's probably like, you know, more, a majority of what they, what they watch is, is wrestling. And they've probably seen everything yeah. uh, to exhaustion. You know, that you know, uh, that's just kind of like my theory. It's not It's not like... No, it's uh, right. It's, it's accurate. A, I don't know, maybe. It's how I feel as a fan. Sometimes I've seen so much that when I watch something, I, I sometimes feel myself going, man, I'm just, I'm not into this and I can't figure out why. Yeah. And then you kind of just go, well, it's probably because I've seen everything. Like, I'm not one to shit on somebody for doing something cool, but it's like... I've seen that a million times. So yeah. It's like to, to me as a fan, it's kind of like, okay, so yeah. maybe that's what it is. It's, it's, you know, we don't have like, we have those people, you know, but we don't have like a very large audience of like, of the, at least I don't think so. At least I'm trying to think of the places in San Diego that, I, that hold shows and, you know, like SoCal pro has a very family friendly show. Yeah. Um, you know, ground zero, I believe has a little bit more, Maybe a little bit more PG thirteen. Yeah, I guess you could say like Ground Zero will be a little bit more adult. Yeah, at, at sometimes, but not not full blown. And uh, yeah, I mean, I have to say, most of the San Diego crowds are family friendly. Yeah, it's what, kind of what I like. Whenever you go to like a WWE show, it's very much like this is all great, but when does Ray come out? Yeah, that's kind of how <laughs> WWE shows in San Diego have always been for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so but it was a great crowd, man. I had so much fun working with this crowd. Um, so I was supposed to be in a triple threat. It was supposed to be uh, Judas, SoCal Crazy, and myself. We were gonna redeem ourselves from the last time that we were in the in the ring together. Do you think they found the footage of that match and said, "Oh, we can't"? Do I don't this. think there. I don't think there is any footage of that match. Um, but anyway, so I got there and uh, Benny B Boy was like, "Hey, uh, it's just gonna be you and Judas." Um, he had to put Nestor, SoCal Crazy in a um another match uh apparently something happened and uh they just had to switch around the card a little bit so uh socal crazy ended up uh wrestling uh nightmare azteca who's a local uh luchador in the area so yeah julius and i went out there and uh and worked had fun had fun man i did the favors for uh for judiz and uh the crowd was awesome man back-to-back weekends of that or it was every other week. Every other weekend. I'll say because you wrestled him two weeks ago. I right? think two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, man. So just getting Julius back into the uh, the rhythm of uh, of working of wrestling again. So it was fun, man. Julius is an easy guy to work with. And you can hear a lot of those thoughts on last week's podcast. Yes, yes, you can. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, our interview with Judas. And uh, yeah, man. So that was my weekend. Basically, I I, I did the show on Saturday. Uh, the, the, like I said, love thy neighbor. Uh, they're awesome, man. They treated us so well. They actually catered for us, which believe you me, it's very rare. 
for uh, indie wrestling to have catering yeah, in the back. I've never heard of it. And we're talking like huge trays of chicken, rice, chips and salsa. All the it was it was great, man. They had like fruits and vegetables and or and uh and like uh snacks in the back for us, waters, Gatorades and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, This is fantastic, man. This so, is after the show, right? Uh this is like before I got there, they had just like the snacks out there, like the the fruits and like okay. the snacks and all that. And I was like, Oh, this is great, man. Like, you know, it's really nice that they did this. And then maybe like an hour and a half later, they come they come walking into a we, and we had like a nice little dressing area, like a uh one of the uh the rooms that the church uh uh opened up for us, they came and they brought all these chicken and and right and we're like I was like holy crap man like this is great so I I bagged it up and uh and brought it home with me uh to uh to eat. But yeah, man, thank you guys very much. The live the love thy neighbor uh, group awesome man and uh i think we're gonna be working with more with them which is awesome too so yeah it was good stuff man and then uh that was about it man sunday i pretty much just hung out went to the went to uh a bar went to a bar uh with my wife you know it was a nice day out great great weekend out in san yeah. diego beautiful yeah and uh that's about it man that is about it started watching loki I watched the first episode yesterday. Finally, after a couple I, of days, I'm into it. No, I liked it a lot. I'm into it. My so, o- my only issue with it was it was kind of like it shit all over all the Marvel movies. <laughs> you think so? Like I like how they're just like, oh, you have you have Infinity Stones here. Oh yeah, they're like I think Jim is using one as a paperweight. Oh yeah, yeah. And, well, because magic and stuff doesn't yeah, work in their little. Oh, and by the way, spoiler alert, guys. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, there's so, but there was a couple other things too where I was just like. Wow, so none of this really mattered. <laughs> the uh, so I've been wa- I binge watched Falcon and Winter Soldier because I was like, okay, I got to get this out of the way. Yeah. So I binged that. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Really, they just took the long path to get Falcon to be the next Captain America. Yeah, uh, for for me, that show was more satisfying for me because I liked all the Captain America movies, mm-hmm. and I liked uh, Sam and Bucky a lot. And part of that show is it's a lot of like s- subtle, stupid shit that no one cares about. But like all the movies, like Bucky has just been like this tortured, like been like mind brainwashed and all this shit. But like this show is kind of like by the end of the show, he was, he could, by the beginning of the show, he couldn't sleep. Yeah. And then by the end, he was comfortable just sleeping in Sam's house. And like by the end, you just kind of was like, oh, Bucky's kind of back to normal. From like where he was in like the first Captain America movie. Yeah, very true. And then the, true. the whole Sam thing was kind of like the whole. I mean, it has a lot to do with kind of what's going on in the world right now, where it's like they wouldn't want a black Captain America, and that, they kind of use that as like Sam was like, "No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it." And I'm like, "Well, fucking Steve picked you. Like, yeah, Steve obviously saw something in you that no one else saw. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it was like a really long way to get there. But like, there was a lot of like the the, the final like shot of them just kind of looking out into like the, the sun and stuff. I was like that's more satisfying to me than a lot of other stuff because those characters have been through so much shit. Yeah. Like in, like in the, and like the same, I mean, this Loki is like, he hasn't experienced any of this shit that real Loki like experience, but it's, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. I, that's the thing, man. Um, and like I said, spoilers, uh, for this Loki show, but he, uh, they're dealing with time travel. Yeah. With this show, which opens up a whole bunch of stuff. I also feel like it muddies the waters when you start dealing with time travel you know, X-Men, uh, it fucked that franchise all up. Yeah. I mean, who knows what's going on with that franchise. But I feel like 
Marvel always handles things very well and 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 thinks about continuance continuancy. Is that right? Yeah, continuance. So they always have continuity. Continuity. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think they'll do a pretty good job of of keeping that tight and making sure nothing goes astray. Yeah. I hope so at least. But um, I, I love it, man. I really like that uh, the Loki character, uh, the actor that plays him. He's Tom Hilson's very good. He's I've liked him ever since they first introduced him. And he, you know what I've noticed? He's got a great ability to be. He's a, he's a great tweener. Yes. And anybody that doesn't know what a tweener is in the pro wrestling business, it's somebody that can go back and forth from being a heel to the face without actually ever having like a huge. Um, a huge turn. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, sometimes he's got to go out there and wrestle a face and he's got to be the heel and he, he can do it. Uh, sometimes the tweener has to go out and face a, 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 a heel and can be a baby face and doesn't have to do anything remarkable yeah. to, to keep it that way. Um, you know, you just go out there and whatever they ask of you, you do it. And he's basically been that throughout since he's been introduced into the, to the, mcu right you know he started off as a bad guy switched to a you know a good guy went back to being a bad guy switched back to a good guy you know like he just kept going back and forth and you and you and when you want to like him you like him and when you want to hate him you do hate him yeah he's really he's 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 uh the quintessential tweener yeah now and now you're getting it from the perspective of the low-key that never experienced all the stuff after the first Avengers. Yeah. So he's still very much at that point, like I want to take over the world and yada, 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 where he has an experience like you see in the show. And this isn't a spoiler. Cause if you watch any of the Thor movies, he gets to watch his mother's death yep. and his own death. And you watch how he reacts to all that. And you're just like, okay, well maybe this guy has just always been kind of misunderstood. And like, he's just, I don't know. But yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought Owen Wilson was really good too. Owen Wilson being a, I'm a big Owen Wilson yeah. guy. I was a I was a big fan of like Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn and and Wedding uh, Crashers was great. Wedding Crashers is great. Old school's great. Like that crew of guys. I wonder what whatever happened to like those guys is like like Vince Vaughn at one point was like the the, the most awesome actor like comedic a- actor there was. I and, think at just some point these guys make a ton of money and they just kind of start doing less stuff. Like Vince Vaughn was he's done some stuff like. He was in the second season of that uh, True Detective, yep, and that okay. was okay. He was in the Page movie. He played the WWE uh, oh, that's tryout right. guy in the Page movie, and that was kind of weird. That's you know what's so funny about that movie is it's nothing like the real thing. No, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> okay. First of all, when Page tried out, there was no NXT. Uh, second of all, like. I mean, they could have at least used some real names since WWE backed the movie. Like, yeah. Instead, they were like, let's make up this guy yeah. who is in NXT and, and like NXT didn't exist. I'm like, okay. It's like you couldn't have called uh, Vince Vaughn's character Robbie Brookside. Yeah, just something like that. And he could have done a British accent, yeah. which would have been interesting. I was a big uh, Vince Vaughn. I'll tell you this. If there's one movie you need to watch that Vince Vaughn is in where he is just the funniest fucking guy in the world is Made. You ever see Made? No. It's him and uh, John Favreau. John Favreau. Oh, okay. Favreau. Uh, so their follow-up to Swingers? No. It's, uh, it's just them two, and they're kind of like trying to be like mob guys, I guess you could say. Yeah. And uh, it's funny as shit, man. Vince Vaughn is so funny in it. And I'm a big Vince Vaughn fan. It's funny to see what happened to Favreau, too. Like, Favreau was, like, a pretty popular actor, and then he just decided one day, he's like, oh, I'll just direct. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, he's just directing a Star Wars show. No big deal. Yeah. Like, he's, he, uh, 
huge talent that man yeah huge talent but yeah man so started watching Loki. i uh, i am enjoying it i i'm looking at this is I'm, I'm really looking forward to this to this show do you think there's a reason that they didn't just show him again his face at the end when they said we're chasing you and the guy was in a hood like do you think that like i don't think they're 100 percent sure it's him i think they okay uh, i think they think it's him yeah but they, it's not for sure him yeah the only unfortunate thing about the show is i just like I know that like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are going to delve into like the multiverse. So uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, I know how this show's going to end then. Huh, it's going to yeah. end with the multiverse opening up again because that's kind of how they set all this stuff up. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the show is really good. It took me a couple of days to watch it. I don't know why. But when I watched it, I was like, oh. Maybe because Loki as a character like wasn't like, the, I never really liked most of the Thor movies up until Ragnarok. Yeah. So maybe like the, the second one was shit. The second one was terrible. The first one was okay, but it was again, if you took the Loki character in the first Thor and the Avengers, it's basically the same guy, the one note villain. Whereas then other movies, like in Ragnarok, you see like a different version of Loki. And yeah, well they, they, they gave a lot more character to Thor in the third one. Yeah. You know, it's funnier. It's got cooler music. Yeah. Someone found out that Chris Hemsworth was funny and they're like, let's just run with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good looking dude too, man. Fucking Hulkster. He's gonna be he's Chris Hemsworth. I, have you seen some of the pictures from, from the Thor set? Fucking Jack City. I'm like, he's and he and he's probably gonna get bigger to play Hogan. He's Jack City, dude. Yeah. He's Jack City. He's on all the good stuff. All or, the good stuff. What are stuff. you implying, Mike? Well, he's on the gas. Okay. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Um, uh, you know what other show? I I my wife has been watching it for like a few seasons now, and I just kind of started watching it just because I was in the room and you yeah, know, whatever. But it kind of like it, it hooked me. Was a uh, Handmaid's Tale. I've heard so much about it. It's I've just never started it. Yeah, so I started watching. Uh, I I, I kind of just jumped in. Yeah, and then uh, my uh, I, I I of course you can go on YouTube and just watch recaps of like every yeah. season, leading. You know, I was like, dude, I'm not gonna watch this whole thing. I'll just watch these recaps. Pretty good recaps, but. You know what the crazy thing about this show is? It's 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 scary because you never know if this shit could happen. Like that's the thing. It's all about like um a uh it's like a a group of uh religious fanatics take over. Like they basically start a coup and these re- religious fanatics kind of have like their uh their members are like silently in like like mil- like the military and like political like politicians yeah. and stuff like that so when they took over this when they did this coup um they had the people in place to do it so then like the u.s gets like broken up and uh this area with all these religious fanatics are it's called like gilliam or something like that and women can't read or write and everybody's uh a lot of women are sterile and so are men but they blame it more on the women <laughs> and um you know natural men shit right yeah and uh so any woman who is fertile is like a hot commodity so they round up these these fertile women and they send them out to like these kind of like prestigious like houses like uh they're called commanders like rich rich people like basically. rich people yeah and they go upon like this thing in the bible where like i can't remember who had sex with uh like their uh their like 
nanny or some shit like that and they have a kid and like the bible says like hey this is cool so they they think that okay if they can do it in the bible they can do it in real life this is based on arnold schwarzenegger's life yeah yeah but they uh these handmaids they're called handmaids all they're doing is having sex with the, they're getting raped basically they're getting yeah. raped by the commanders but everybody's like oh it's okay because this is for us to 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 uh uh reproduce yeah and it's just real creepy man like very dark it it's, very, like. it's very dark very dark and it's something where you look at and you go man this might happen one day like it's it's scary that yeah you, you know you could actually see this maybe happening one day and i'm not saying that i want to see you know like it's i don't know it's just no it creepy. makes sense you know a it's lot of creepy. people think scientology is like everywhere yeah a lot of people think that they've inter integrated themselves into a lot of situations so yeah it could be very similar it's uh it's a good show though man the chick uh her name elizabeth moss yes I, she was on mad men i always liked her on mad men man she is so good She's in the good. show dude she uh she kills it yeah, apparently she did a movie not too long ago called the invisible man or something like that Oh yeah, I watched that. Oh yeah, and apparently it she's great in it, and it's like I didn't even know it was her. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that's a pretty weird movie. It's pretty weird. Yeah, movie. I've never seen it, but I saw I saw a lot of people liked it, and it seems like one of those movies where, like, you have to cast a good actor because they're basically acting with nothing, nothing. So they have to be good at like yeah. expressing emotions and whatnot, and yeah. kind of going insane. Anyways, how was your weekend? What'd you do? It's good. Uh, had dinner with my parents and my girlfriend on Saturday. So Sweet. that was interesting. And then I saw uh, Devin on Sunday. He was at my parents' house. You saw the kaiju. I saw the kaiju. And uh, he's doing well. They're getting ready for a move. Uh, I don't know if Texas. that's a... Uh, yeah. uh, they're going to be here all week. I'm going to a Padre game tomorrow. So if you want to get some 8x10 signed by Devin... He'll be at the Padre game at about 5.40. You guys I'll tweet get, out the section. You guys should go there early. Oh, we're going to be there early. And instead of trying to get players' autographs, Devin should just have autographed 8x10s that he hands out to the players. That'd He'd, be funny. I, I could totally see Devin doing that. Too. I don't know if you ever told this story, but we went when he was the West Coast heavyweight champion, we went to a minor league baseball game. And he went and he like tried to talk to the players about getting him on the field. And like at one point they he got on the field and they like took the belt and took pictures with it. It was so so stupid, but it was so funny and just something I imagine Devin would do at a major league ballpark too. Like, hey Tatis, you want this signed picture of me? Devin probably looked like a small child on oh, yeah. the field holding a, a championship belt <laughs> with these professional athletes. He probably did. I don't remember. It was so long ago, but yeah. How's uh how's the West Coast uh West Coast Wrestling Company? Company. How's that going? That show is this Saturday. Oh, it is. Yep, in Hemet, California at the Wheelhouse. I know Mike has a show this weekend too, so I won't say which show to go to cuz I'm I mean, Mike's the wrestler, I'm not a wrestler. So. Well, I would also suggest this. If you're in San Diego, maybe come to my show. Yeah, you definitely should do that. And if you're up in the Hemet or what is that is that Inland Empire area? Yeah, kind of. It's like an hour 40 minutes from here so i would say. suggest you go to adam's show yes it'll be rick ellis versus brandon gatson for the west coast heavyweight title in the main event that'd be good that'll be a good match yeah, i will be involved in that and another match and uh i'm hoping it goes well excellent man where's it at do you know uh it's called the wheelhouse the wheelhouse it's in hemet it's a uh, kind of like this like skating rink type thing where it was outside last time but this time it's gonna be inside 
it actually has perfect lighting for a wrestling show. Oh, really? It has like a lighting rig above it that's like, you know, when you're at a skating rink, yeah. I haven't seen one of those in forever, but they have the lights above them, so the ring's going to be set underneath that, and it looked pretty good, cool. So Excellent, excellent, man. Sounds good. And uh, this weekend, I will be at the uh, Canna Pro Show. It's the uh, 619. It's the 619 show. Do you know why it's called 619, Adam? Because we live in San Diego, and it is going to be June 19th this Saturday. Oh, yeah, that's basically it. That's ba- Yeah, yeah, you're basically right. But this is going to be at the um, – it's at a dispensary. It is called, uh, I guess, Ember, E-M-B-R, Ember Dispensary. Mm-hmm. And that is located at 8300 Center Drive, La Mesa, California, 91942. Tickets are about ten bucks, and uh, you want to go over the card? Absolutely, let's, let's go do over it. the card. Let's uh, see what's happening real fast. I did see the Godfather it. gave you guys a shout out on. I guess he has a podcast or something. Oh yeah, well he he will be there. I know. I know he's uh, kind of pro tweeted about it. I don't know if it's from some podcast he's doing, but. Yeah, he'll be there. I don't know what gimmick he's going to be doing while he's there. I, I assume it's the Godfather. Pretty sure he's going to be the Godfather. But who knows? I don't think he'll uh, he'll ever stop being the Godfather now. I think that's basically the uh, character he's chosen. I'm not even sure if he's allowed to do the other characters outside of WWE. Because they, they might own it. They might own the like the Papa Shango name. Maybe. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is in no particular order, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Uh one of the matches is going to be a table match. It's going to be Damian six 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 versus uh, Juan Matatoli, aka J two, and then you're going to see uh, El Numero Uno. That's me, if anybody's wondering. I'll be in a triple threat against uh, Cam Gates and Charming Biagio Crescenzo. So that'll be fun. We also got Jordan Cruz versus Remy Marcel, all the way from Vegas. Remy's coming out. Next match is a uh, women's match. You're going to have uh, Ruby Rays versus Kimber Lee. Okay. Kimber Lee. Impact Wrestling Star. All right. Impact Wrestling Star. I get it. Kimber Lee. Get it. I got it. Uh, and then you're going to have uh, Michael Hops versus Keta Murray. Keita Murray. I think it's Keita. That'll be an interesting one. Yeah. And then uh, you got Bestia666 versus Hunter Freeman. And I think that's all the matches. There, there's no stipulation in the Hunter match? No, there's no... Uh, it's not a hardcore wow. street fight. No nothing. I don't think so. Wow. Oh, wait, no. Let me see. The Canna Pro Wrestling Show will be seeing a... Stri- oh, it's a street fight. Oh, okay. I was, Why well, I was worried for a second. Why is that? Because Hunter's a hardcore guy I was like, now. is Hunter backing off? He is the next Mick Foley after all. You got to get him going. Hunter's a hardcore guy now. And I think that's all the matches. There could be some more, but I'm not sure, and I can't find the lineup on the uh, on the Facebook uh, page. Whatever. You'll retweet it at some point, and everyone will see the full card. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But anyways, what else is going on in this wrestling world? Do you hear anything, Adam? What's going on with that? Oh, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is back in WWE. So I didn't watch the show, but I, you know, obviously the interweb and on the line it shows everything. Uh, that's kind of interesting, right? Because they, you know, they, they obviously pull on the angle that he got released, mm-hmm. and then he shows up surprisingly. And I think he tacked Carrying uh, Cross, Kevin Cross. No, he. They brought him in as just uh, Regal's new enforcer. Okay, like he's not. Apparently, he's not wrestling. I don't know if he's. 
I don't know his health status. Maybe that has a lot to do with why he went back. Um, he got a lot of concussions. Like he got one weird one where he's filming a commercial and he got a concussion. Interesting. So like, I think to me, it just seems like he wants more of this, the security and the money than anything at this point. I think he lives in Florida, so it's probably not a drive for him. I'm guessing he's also early forties. Yeah. So... I, would, I would guess like, I would guess if, if not forties, he's like 38, 39. He's probably yeah. He's probably looking to go long term with yeah with WWE. Even probably out of not even in ring action. He's probably trying to get a, a job backstage. Or yeah, that's what like they that. were doing there, putting him on commentary, and he was really good at it. I thought so, he was awesome at it. So it's one of those things. I'm like, well, I think you go back for whatever you're doing now. Maybe you get a couple more matches in, and then you're like, all right, now I can move on to that. You know, the second phase of your life that yeah. he probably wants. Where yeah, he's a backstage guy. Maybe he's a commentator. Yeah. Something like I, I don't think at his age he really wanted to go try to work the AEW style, which is a lot of like or or pound the pavement, try you to know, yeah. work in the indies and all that kind of stuff. He probably wants that security. Yeah, I, I understand. Because for those guys, it's like they're getting a million emails from people they don't know, and they're like, "All right, I guess I'll work this show." And then you find out it's a trash show, and you're like, "Oh God." Yeah. That's you know, working the indies is that kind of guy. I'm sure is really annoying and bothersome so that probably has a lot to do with why he went back to yeah but that's good i mean I, it's weird that they pulled that like oh we, he got released stuff well apparently triple h really fought for him to come back oh so he actually did get released he, no yeah he they all these guys actually got released okay so it's not just an angle no it wasn't just an to... angle like he was legit released and his non-compete had ended and i think triple h really because triple h is the one who really fought for him i guess to get the job there in the first place uh-huh so yeah, I guess Triple H kind of like talked him into coming back, and he's like, "You just work in NXT, like you work for me, like that's it." Dude, I, he's so good, yeah, at commentary and in ring, and basically everything he does. Even the thing he did last night, like there was a little angle at the end where he choked out Adam Cole, and it was very much like Cole pushed him. He had this little subtle like he seemed him get annoyed, he choked him out, and he just walked away. Yeah, and I'm like, he doesn't overdo anything. He's he's really talented. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree with you. Uh, big news in the indie wrestling world is, uh, in Southern California and the Southwest basically is SummerSlam weekend. WWE is having a multi-day tryout, uh, in Vegas yeah. where SummerSlam is going to be held. And it was kind of open to anyone, right? Anyone could apply for it. it um, like. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's the first time I've really seen them do that where they post a thing out on like Twitter for everyone to see. Like, I know of the website that you, like, the recruit website that yeah. you guys send stuff in. I know about all that, but I've never, I don't think I've ever seen them go, we're doing a tryout this weekend. Yeah, that's right. You're, you're correct on that. I haven't, I don't believe I've seen that either. And it's weird that they would do that after they've just fired a bunch of people. They're like, we're looking for talent. I'm like, wait, but you had a bunch that you just got rid of. Yeah. I guess um, it's more low income, more low cost talent, though, if they get guys off the tryouts. Possibly. Also, you you know, no, even when you do release people, you do got to keep feeding that roster because you you know you never know who's gonna be the next person to break out, and not that a lot of those people that got released got a fair shake as far as like you know being used. Yeah, but it's one of those things where you you got to show whoever you need to show there. I'm the guy to get behind. Yeah. You know, I'm the guy to get behind. And uh yeah, man, so that's pretty interesting that they're having a, a tryout in Vegas. Um I do I do uh 
encourage wrestlers to go to go uh experience it um you know what they you can go online and, and sign up and register and i think maybe they're probably going through a lot of those like applic i guess it's kind of like an application that yeah. you, you fill out i guess they're looking for you know so- so- southwest wrestlers what i'm guessing is because it costs money to fly everybody to orlando right yeah. from all across the country the world even so i'm wondering what I doubt they're doing it. I, I'm pretty sure this is not one of those tryouts where you go and pay to try out, which some companies do. Yeah. You know, you pay 150 bucks, 200 bucks, you go try out for them, whatever. A lot of people call it just a cash grab. But um, I don't think WWE, obviously, if if it got out that WWE was doing that, I think they would get shitty yeah. publicity out of it. So what I'm thinking is it's probably it's an it's, it's a, it, invitation, you know, the, they're not going to make you pay, but you probably got to get yourself there. I'm guessing that. Yeah, and if you're going to try to get yourself to Vegas that weekend, I would book everything now even if you don't know for sure you're going to get the call. Yeah. Cuz again, it's the same weekend as a Pacquiao fight. Yeah. So it's going to be a busy weekend. Vegas, out there. the hotels are going to be more expensive than normal. The flights are probably going to be more expensive than normal like so like, but if but I mean, if you live in San Diego, like, the trial goes well, maybe you're an extra on that RAW, which is like a, two days later. Yeah, you know, there's a I think there's a SmackDown in Phoenix that weekend too. So like, I don't know, I don't know how that works if they're doing a tryout. But well, here's the thing: so SummerSlam is on Saturday, right? Yeah. So it's gonna be a multi-day tryout. So I'm guessing they're probably gonna do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and yeah. I don't know if like they're holding it at say like fsw out there or if they're just gonna rent a warehouse or like a um like a banquet hall somewhere in one of the casinos or the the hotels yeah and put up a couple of rings so i don't know like how that's working out um it's gonna be interesting it's It's probably more likely they're gonna hold it in a big venue like some kind of like like you said like a convention center or something like that yeah so they can kind of have as many people as they're gonna probably have they're gonna probably have multiple rings and all this other shit. Yeah. So, but I uh, I encourage people to go try out. Even I guarantee you, this is a lot of people's thinking. I'm not ready yet. The fuck? Who who gives a fuck? You're ready. Yeah. Hey, can you bump? Can you do rolls? Do you have cardio? Do you have in ring cardio? Yeah. Okay, then you're ready. Go. Um. Because that's what a lot of people. Whenever I encourage people, hey, go 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 do a tryout. And not just WWE, but like when New Japan held a tryout, when Evolve used to hold tryouts, any place that's you know got a big name like that, and they're holding tryouts, go go check it out. If it's like a local indie promotion, that's like, hey, a hundred dollars, come try out. Fuck you, that that no bullshit. You know, some little local like you know promotion that's trying to pull that shit. Like, yeah, you know, no, that's that's not cool. Um, <laughs> but um. The uh, a lot of people think like I'm not ready, man. They think the only people that go to these tryouts or get invited to these tryouts are the best of the best. Shout out to Eric Roberts. It's not true. Um, and 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 that my first realization is when I went to my my first WWE tryout. I was like, man, I'm going to a WWE tryout. Like Duke, you know, I ta- I hit him up a lot about it, and Duke was at a tryout where like. Adam Cole was there, uh, 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 Roderick Strong, you know, like basically like all the old old PWG yeah. roster was there. 
So I'm thinking like, holy fuck, I'm going out there with them. You know, like that's, yeah. that's, that's what my tryout experience is going to be. I'm going to be like trying to compete with like these, the, the top of the top indie guys. It's not true, man. It's not true. There's a lot of guys that, that are there. And once they get in the ring, you're like, holy crap, man. Like this guy, he's, he's no better than me. He's no better than me. And actually, I think I'm better than this person. Yeah. So anybody out there, go, tr you know, fill out the application, you know, email whoever you need to email. Try and do this. Try and jump on this tryout because if anything, it's just a good experience to go and see yeah. what tryouts are all about, what the atmosphere is, is like, who are the other wrestlers there? How do they work? Um... You know, what's the whole structure? What are they looking for? Uh, you know, maybe you might get some good feedback on what you need to work on. And then you go work on it, and then you try and get on another tryout, and you show them that they've worked on it, and they go, oh, this person's coachable. Yeah. That's that's and, awesome, man. And you get on their radar. And then you get on their radar. by the way, right now, as much as people are probably like, oh, I'm probably not on their radar, nobody outside of guys that have been working TV for the last year are on their radar at all. So you going there and getting on their radar, you're going to be higher up than normal. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, cause they've never, the only people they've seen, the only guys they've signed really recently have been guys that wrestled in impact guys that wrestled in ring of honor like that. Cause they don't know like who's out here, who's working yep. shows out here. They don't, you know, stuff like that. And now you can go out and show them like, Hey, look, this is what I can do. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, I encourage people to go do that. I, I always, I, that's the biggest that's like one of the most frustrating things when i'm like hey go go fill out you know try and get on this when i talk to like other wrestlers in the, in san diego i always tell them like hey try and get on this try and get on this you know this tryout or whatever the opportunity may be and they're like oh i don't know man i don't think i'm ready yet and it's like fuck off i'm telling you which means i think you're ready like go do it i mean i, I literally just said this is the first time i've seen something like this like them tweeting this out ever so that means that these opportunities don't come often. Yeah. So if even if this is for like referees, I don't know if it's just for wrestlers. I have no idea. Uh, yeah. It's like even if you're just like a ref, a local ref, just apply for it. Maybe yep. maybe you'll get there. And there's a ref too. There have been wrestlers who did tryouts who got turned into refs. They also lost their minds, but you know uh, other, you know, yo, they, they real, got a job. Real talk. I'm a fresh. I'm I'm a I'm a wrestler, right? But if. WWE came at me and said, "Hey, uh, you interested in being a referee?" I'd be like, "Hell yes, I am." Absolutely. I don't know why you wouldn't, because uh, the referee career will be a lot longer than uh, the in-ring professional wrestling career, yeah, just even, on your body. Yeah, even if your job just turns into like you're the ring helping with ring crew, I'm like, you're a ring crew and you're ref, and you're probably getting paid over a hundred thousand dollars a year if you're there long enough. Sounds good to me. It's more than I've ever made at any job I've ever worked at. You know, so, I'll never get offered that job because I think I'm too tall. Yep, you are. So they they absolutely would never offer me like a ref position, even if I was a wrestler. So that sucks. But yeah. I would absolutely, if they were like, you want to be a ref? Like, yes, I'll it, do whatever the fuck you want me to makes, do. Like, It makes sense, though, because I've been to some promotions where like the referee comes walking up and the referee is like gigantic. And I'm like. You're the referee. You're bigger than both of us combined. That's why I feel so uncomfortable. Like when I manage, like when I'm managing Rick Ellis now, Danny, I'm like, I'm like a foot taller than him. So like in every video we've done so far, we're always sitting. So I, I'm not completely towering over him. 
And like, if like when we go to the ring, I'm going to stand as far back away from him as I can. Cause it's like a aesthetic thing. If you see me and I'm supposed to be the chicken shit, like agent and he's the wrestler, like yep. why, why would you ever take him seriously if I'm standing there and I'm, and I can't do shit. Yep. I, I agree with you on that. Very good. So, yeah. Look at you get yeah. psychology 101. Yeah. Psychology 101. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, yeah, any of you uh, young wrestlers or uh, even seasoned vets that uh, are still nervous about doing tryouts, go try it out, man. Go try it out. It's practice, man. If anything, yeah. it's practice. And everyone's been getting signed, so why, why not you too? Yeah, why not? Uh, um, you know what? Also, with all these shows, you know, obviously uh, more shows have been happening mm-hmm. with uh, the restrictions lightening up, and now we're you know we're good to go. Um. Shows are more frequent, obviously. I, I've worked more these past, you know, few weekends than the past year. We've had wrestling know? to talk about on this podcast yeah, like exactly. every week now for the first time in forever. And I saw I saw a discussion come up again. This this comes up every once in a while um, about getting paid. I knew this was coming. as a wrestler. I knew this was coming. Right. So a lot of these shows that have been happening have been more student shows. Yeah. You know, if a uh, Promote uh, a wrestling school. They hold uh, student shows so that their their students can get reps. Yes. Right. Which is important. Which is very important. And obviously, uh, you know, this discussion happens on, like I said, on social media. It it pops up at least once a year, right? And you know, people are there was a, a dis, I don't know if it was a discussion. But people were talking about, hey, you know, like student shows, these students should be getting paid. You know, like they should be getting paid as wrestlers, which I understand what you're, where you're coming from. I understand that. Here's the one like argument I have uh, on the wrestling school or promoters yeah. part, I guess you could say, is there's not a lot of money in these shows, right? No. These are These are more like shows where like, Maybe like family and friends will show up, something like that, or maybe it's just something real small scale. So the money isn't really coming in through the door, and and usually these shows, any money made goes to the wrestling school. Yes, right to the rent, the electricity bill, water bill, who knows, right? Insurance. So it it it, it all the money that is 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 gathered, it, it goes towards you know trying to uh, goes back into the school. So when you talk about like, you know, student shows, these student shows are set up for these kids that have been learning how to be professional wrestlers can actually get out there in front of a crowd, even if it's not that big of a crowd there. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, um, it's a scrimmage, right? It's a scrimmage. Like, yeah. Hey, let's go see what you can do. And, um, that's, that's the benefit of doing these shows is saying, Hey man, you can do all the the drills. You can do all the practice matches yeah. in front of nobody, but now it's go time. Yep. Now you don't have, you know, all that time to, to talk about it in the back and to, uh, you know, get out there and Hey, let's say you mess up during the match. Well, if it was just a training match, you know, Hey, fuck that sucks. You know, like, you know, all like that yeah. little, shit happens they stop sometimes in the middle of a match at, 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 at during a training match if they botch they'll just stop it's like no this is this is one and done now you have one shot to yeah. get through this whole match six minutes one opportunity one opportunity that's it 
So, and, it, and that's good. It's the experience that you, you gain from this. When I first got into, um, when I first got into pro wrestling and I started doing shows, um, I think maybe like pretty early I had a match against famous B and famous B is a wrestler who was like out of like the uh, LA area, I believe. Yeah. And he was on Lucha underground yep. for, uh, for a while. He's a really talented wrestler. And I remember he told me, he goes, listen, there's three things that you want to get out of a match or not out of, out of bookings. And you're not, you're not going to get all three, but you figure it out. Okay. So the three things you're looking for is experience, exposure, or money. Yep. Right. Or money. These are the three things. Now are you going to get, if you find all three, you found the fucking jackpot, but you're, you're rarely going to find all three you might just get one out of it, right? Yeah. So let's say some really small, crappy promotion hits me up and says, hey, Mike, we'd like you to come wrestle for us. You just, We just want you to wrestle one of our students. And uh, basically, we're in um, Nowheresville, USA, right? And they go, hey, by the way, we'll give you 30 bucks. And I go, eh, that is not really worth it to me. That's not really worth it to me. Yeah. You're telling me that I'm going to wrestle one of your students. So I'm not going to get any experience out of this, really. I'm not going to, you know, I might not learn anything. Like this, this, this person that I'm wrestling isn't going to really teach me anything. No. And I don't want to sound like an asshole saying that, but I'm just saying, like, you might, you might learn something, but I don't think you're an asshole for, I think that's pretty much like someone who's been wrestling for seven years is not going to probably learn anything from someone who's been wrestling for you never seven know. months. You never, Maybe. you never know. You never know. You're telling me, you know, I'm wrestling in Nowheresville, USA, so the exposure is not going to be there, right? So what do I need out of this? I need to get paid, right? So in that particular instance, money, that's what you should be focusing on. Like, hey, I need as mu- I need money. Um, okay, now let's say this. Some, uh, some small promotion in Nowheresville, USA says, hey, uh, hey, hey, Mike, we'd like you to uh, come wrestle for us. And I go, okay, well, let's talk about this. Uh, who would you have me wrestling? And they go, um, let's see, you'll wrestle against Bob Holly. I don't know. I'm just saying Bob Holly. Give me Holly. ten bucks, I'm in. Or Al Snow. Let's say Al yeah. Snow. They, hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna put you up against Al Snow. But the thing is, we can only give you thirty bucks, and uh, and that's about it. Well, I go, excuse me, you want me to wrestle Al Snow? one of like the greatest trainers in pro wrestling, a guy with, I'm guessing like 30 to 40 years of experience, a lot of knowledge. He's probably forgot more than I've learned. He could probably teach me something. Yes. I will take that match. I will take that match. Okay. The money isn't good. Yeah. The exposure is, is, is nothing because like I said, it's nowheresville USA, but you had me wrestling a guy like Al Snow who has got incredible amount of knowledge and experience in the ring. And I guarantee I'm going to learn something out of this. Yes. Yes. I will take the lesser pay. I will not worry about the exposure. Cause all I want to do is wrestle Al snow and get that knowledge. Right. Yeah. And hopefully get a little bit of rub off. Of yeah. Him. All right. Excellent. Now let's say, uh, let's say super dragon calls me and says, Hey Mike, uh, this is super dragon real name. And uh, 
I want you to come wrestle for PWG. Mm-hmm. I want you to come wrestle for PWG. Now, everybody, we know PWG, when you get booked on the PWG, your name automatically is up there. Yeah. It, it goes from middle of the pack to like top of the pack. Yep. Okay. And, and let's say Dragon goes, hey, Mike, I can only pay you 20 bucks. And I go... I don't give a shit. I'll fucking do it for free. I'll pay you fifty bucks. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not going to rat anyone. How I know this, uh, but I've been told by multiple people that guys that are legitimate were legitimate stars got paid nothing. Yeah, they got they got the flight. Yep. Got guys would work for free to work for PWG, and obviously there's no issue with that. Nope. Because of who you're going to end up wrestling, you're going to end up wrestling somebody good, and the exposure is insane yes the the expo that that right there the exposure is probably the biggest thing that pwg can provide yes yeah you're gonna get some experience out of it depending yeah. on who you wrestle i don't know what the kind of payout it is but like i said the biggest thing there is exposure yep. you're gonna get big exposure because pwg man that's that's like probably the number one indie am i guess like yeah 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 yeah. they they announced they're coming back and i bet when the tickets go on sale i bet they're gonna be sold out in like two minutes exactly like it's legit it's legitimately where like anyone on the west coast should strive to be because that's where you'll get noticed the quickest oh 100 and you know that's you know you could show up to a show and oh fucking william regal's there oh seth rollins is here yeah like you don't you never fucking know the cast of uh modern families there cast of modern- <laughs> <laughs> i've shown up to shows and i've just like turned and i'm like oh there's a fucking celebrity yeah. and nobody ha- nobody hounds these people at these shows like you if you, these people are walking down the street they've got like 800 people coming up let me get an autograph but like fucking leonardo dicaprio showed up to a pwg show sat front row no one would talk to him yep because they're just like we get why you're here we're gonna leave you alone yeah but anyway so and then like i said if you find a place that offers two yes. of those three yes that's really good if you get all three Stay with that promotion as long as you can, because that's that you know that those three things are what you're looking for. But rarely are you going to get all three. Yeah, rarely you might even get two. So when you when you when you are getting hit up by promotions, find out. Okay, this booker is offering me this. What do I get? You know what 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 is the best asset that this promotion can give me? Is it money? Is it exposure or experience? And then, so going back to these student shows, obviously the money's not there. No. The money's not there. Is there exposure? Maybe. Maybe, you know, um, a little bit of that. But the experience of getting in the ring and actually just working a match is uh, is, is the biggest thing that these student shows uh, offer. Yeah. Um, because, man, before I debuted, I would go to training. You know, I would, you know, we'd do our, 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 uh, you know, whole thing, you know, you, 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 the training. And then we would have like practice matches at the end of the day or the end of the end of the, of the training session. But it was, you know, it, in all, all in all, it was like three hours of, of in-ring work. Right. So then when I debuted in the rumble, I went out there and I, I think I actually, Jeff Dino actually gave me some time and I appreciate that he did yeah. that. I think I was out there for like 18 minutes, which is pretty good for a, fucking brand new debut debut i don't think any many people go 18 minutes in their debut not many anything not many so uh hold on one second and cronin with just hit a home run sweet um 
but it was very different because you go out there for 18 minutes and then you're done. That's it. And then my following show, I had a tag match and I think we maybe went like 10 minutes, but it's 10 minutes and you're done. And you go afterwards, you go, that's it, huh? That's it. Like, I don't have to go do another match. I don't have to do any more drills. I don't have to do anything, you know, like, you know, 10 minutes and you're done. That's it. So, uh, you know, with the argument when you have student shows, you know, yeah, if you're if you're a student wrestler, chances are you're not going to get paid. If you do, that's great, man. And, and shout out to the if the promotion gives you money. But the thing is, those student shows, you're not really going there to get paid. You're going there to get experience. Yeah. And, um, you know. I see people complaining about, you know, not getting paid or not getting booked on, 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 on student shows. And then they, they, they complain that, Oh yeah, you guys, you guys, you students that are on these shows are getting paid. Right. And it's like, Hey man, they're just trying to get experience, bro. Yeah. They're just trying to get experience. You know, I would never hit up a school and say, Hey, I see you're doing these student shows. Let me, I'm going to, you know, you want me to come work for you, but I'm gonna charge you, yeah, a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, or whatever. And 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 come on, that that school, they're not even getting that much money into the door, yeah, for those student shows. You know, so it, I, you got to understand certain things. Yeah, you got to understand certain things. It's just kind of, it's just, I don't know. I guess you could maybe you know, put it underneath paying your dues. I think, I think part of the argument has always been that like, while there are good situations, like with the student shows that level up, because obviously it's run by somebody who knows what he's doing and whatnot. Uh There's a lot of schools, quote unquote, that are run by people who don't know what they're doing and they're not paying people. And then even when they start wrestling, they're not paying people and they've been wrestling for a while and they're not paying people. And I, I, again, for me, it's like when I kind of started training and stuff, like, getting paid 20 bucks was like laughable. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was getting paid 20 bucks. Like if you got paid 10 bucks, you were like sweet. So I'm like, I guess, I guess that needs, that obviously needs to change that mentality. But like, yeah, if you I mean, if you're just starting out, like you can't expect to make like whatever the going rate is these days right off the bat. Like, yeah. Cause it, 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 like you said, it's all about the business aspect of it. Like, are you bringing some of this money back? No, like as a, as a student, you're not like, yeah, maybe you'll bring your family to the show, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I see what you're saying, but I also see the counter if like the promoter is kind of like just abusing the students, but in that, in the situation, like with level up, the experience is also the fact that a vouch, a vouch by Benny to any promotion out there mm-hmm. is probably worth way more than a million other people who run schools out here yeah like if him him telling no mike camden's good you want him on your show it's gonna get mike camden book yeah like oh you want jordan cruz jordan cruz is great put him on your show hunter put him on your show and i think that helps more than like a guy that no like a guy that kind of has a name but not really yeah i think that's a little different well also here, here's the thing with these student shows okay they obviously they can't offer you money right because yeah. they don't have the money to offer you um well what can we do out of this okay well how about this we're gonna film the show mm-hmm. we're gonna get you match footage now tell me what's more important in early career 20 30 bucks for working a show 
or match footage. I would want match footage because then you know what you need to work on. And also mechanically. Now you have something to send out. Exactly. You have something to send out to people. Like, hey, this is how I work. Yeah. Um and that's also another thing. Like, let's say the monetary, like and this this is just uh in general, right? Let's say a promoter hits you up and they say, Hey, we don't have a lot of money. We don't have a lot of money. We really want you to work for us. You know, but what what can we do? We can't offer you too much money. What can we do? Yeah. Okay, well, can you offer me a solid opponent? Eh, I mean, we have one of our guys. He's worked for a while. He's not a well-known name, but he's also not like a, a student. He's He's been working for a few years. Okay, okay all right, excellent. All right, well, uh, let's see. Can you get me match footage? Yes, we yeah, we can we yeah. film it and we can get it to you. Excellent. That right there is worth you know, that there's there's uh what was I going to say uh value in that footage because now I can send it out or I can put it out there online for people to watch and maybe you know maybe somebody's scrolling uh, on a on a social media one day and they just happen to watch a, a short clip of of what I posted and next thing you know they notice you and go hey this person's pretty good and they start following you yep. and maybe they buy a shirt maybe they become a bigger fan of you they start buying your merchandise all that kind of stuff right so don't just look at it as like dollars and cents look at it as where can i get value from it yeah. might not just be straight up cash it might be experience exposure it might be uh match footage yeah um yeah i mean well, you that, might get to a certain point where like match footage doesn't matter to you anymore yeah and all that matters is money and then i understand i understand that too because once you get to a certain level in wrestling it's like all right well i don't need to work those certain shows anymore yeah and i get that mindset too but then there are guys that don't care and will do it because they know that them being on a show and them giving them information will help yeah like the gangrels of the world like just being on a show is going to help you learn something mm -hmm. so there are certain guys that do that and there are certain guys that don't and i don't think either one of them are wrong yeah i mean try and find value somewhere yeah it might not just be money try and go okay well can i get this can i get this you know in the long in the long run this might help me out yeah um yeah that's basically what i have to say about that kind of stuff but or what about this okay let's say this student show Right, and there you go. Uh, the promoter or the owner of the school goes, "Hey guys, I'm gonna do something for you. We obviously we can't, we can't offer you payment, right? We can't offer you payment because we don't have it, and we don't know if how many people are gonna show up to the student show. So I can't guarantee you money, right? Um, what about this, guys? For everybody that comes in here, let's say." Uh, you get, let's say you have a pretty good showing. You get 150 people in there and, uh, you know, however much tickets are. Yeah. 10 bucks, five bucks, whatever. Whatever we make will knock off the uh, monthly uh, payment. Yeah. Right? That works too. So let's say you normally pay $100, right? $100 a month to train at a place. What if they said, hey, whatever, whoever comes in through the door, however much money we make, will disperse that amongst the wrestlers the 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 people that are on the card or the students you know whatever 
And next thing you know, your next month's payment is $75, right? You know, okay, we didn't pay you cash in hand, but the thing is, we we knocked off a few bucks on your uh on your uh monthly uh dues. Dues, there you go. That could work. Yeah. But you never I'm, that's just a suggestion. Yeah. I don't know if it But know, like again, like I said, like if you are going to I don't I don't know where this says specifically, but like Dr. Tom and Kane have a school uh-huh. out there. If I'm on one of their student shows, am I gonna be upset I didn't get paid? I'm like, no. No, okay, I'm gonna... Dr. Tom and Kane are watching my match and they're going to give me feedback. Yep. Like those are two guys that obviously know what the fuck they're doing. Like it's the same way at the level up school. You guys know what the fuck you're doing. So you're going to get good information and then the shows are going to be good. And then you're going to have someone who can vouch for you who's respected in the business. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's more important than ten, $20. Yeah. Like, okay. Now I get to fill gas in my car. Not even half a tank at this point. Yeah. You're like, yeah, here's some gas. Yeah. Money. Sometimes, man, sometimes even when you get, you know, a, a booker or a promoter will like ask you, Hey, what's your, what's your rate? What's your, yeah. your rate. And let's say you give it to them and they go, Hey man, we can only, you know, let's say they, they can only offer something that's maybe $20 less yeah. than what you asked for. You look at it and you go, and this kind of goes both ways. But is twenty dollars that much to maybe burn a bridge? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Right. So also, you know what you're talking about with that PWG thing where like there's some cats that don't get paid a lot of money to go work PWG. Yeah. You know where they make the money at, right? The indies. Merch. Merch, yeah. I've I've had a couple of conversations with guys in the past, like for bookings and stuff, and like they would just go, Okay, well, how about I do a seminar and we split that? Yep. And that's another way to make up for the difference in what they're asking and what you can offer them. Yep. Because obviously it's different. You ask a guy what his rate is, he's gonna give you the highest fucking rate possible. There's always ways always ways to negotiate that that kind yeah. of stuff. It's like anything. It's like wiggle car. room. It's, there's always wiggle room because everyone who's always going to start high and they're going to work their way down. And it's like, how about we split this? How about we split that? How about the flight? You pay this and that. Yeah. It's like there's the re- always ways to work around that. The wrestler wants to make the most money they possibly can. Yeah. The promoter wants to pay you as least amount as you can, as they can. And some people look at that as scumbaggy, but. That's any business. It's, it's any, that's business. any business. You're, it's any business. Like that doesn't mean like now if the point is like that's the lowest you're willing to pay and it's like super low. Like if like guy's asking for a hundred and you're like, I'll pay you five. Yeah, that's I'm like, pretty that's upsetting. that's a scum that's you're you're way off. That's just a scumbag promoter. But like if he's like, All right, I can pay you forty and you want a hundred, it's like I'm sure there's a way to work that to where it then works for both people. Yeah. Usually that's the way it works. Yeah, and if if you can't come to um an agreement or a, then uh, you just don't. Yeah, you just can't. That's hey, happened. Yeah. you know what? It's not going to work out this time. And 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 I, I always try and be respectful. Always try and be respectful. Um, you know, if a promote, if you if a promoter asks what your rate is, and you give it to them, and they say that they can't pay that, say hey, you know what? I understand. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Maybe next time. Maybe down the road sometime. Always keep it professional. Um, you know, don't, when you go out and you start bashing people, uh, you know, promoters on the internet, don't think you're just bashing that promoter. Other promoters are going to see that and go, Oh, that's who this wrestler is. So let's say I get on this wrestler. Let's say I try and book this wrestler and maybe I'm trying to accommodate him, but something goes wrong. Something maybe I can't do for him. Is he going to bash me like that? Yeah, exactly. On, on social media? 
you know, so why would I even want to want to even attempt to get in bed with this person when they're already talking shit about the last person they were in bed yeah. with? Or, you know, I don't know. And that sucks because there are guys that get bad reps that shouldn't have bad reps that aren't, you know, shitty people. Yeah. But because they did that one thing, you're like, okay, I guess that's who they are as a person. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to book them then. But, you know, it's unfor- it is unfortunate. It's very much a business, but there's a lot of people that kind of just get mad about stuff that they really shouldn't oh yeah like in terms of like they're at like if you're like self-evaluate yourself a little better for some people like are is what you're asking for is that is that logical yeah you know what i mean like especially like i i know now is different because we're coming off the pandemic and whatnot but yeah yeah well, i don't know I, I see that pop up all the time too and the, i there's, it's weird because i feel both ways like i'm like yeah, I don't think the every guy gets should get paid twenty, thirty dollars. I feel like that's a little shitty now, especially mm-hmm. with the way you see some of these shows and you see where they're running and you're like, Okay, I know this guy's got some money, like why is he offering? But then I'm also like, But we don't know everything. So there might be a reason why he got this nice venue. Yeah. They might have gotten it for free. Yeah. The Legion Hall in Reseda, PWG never paid for that venue. Yeah, it was the bar. The bar. Yeah. And you see how drunk people got those shows. They made a lot of money off those PWG shows, the bar. Yeah, man. I, and I agree. Uh, you know, know your worth. Know your worth. But also, you know, be real. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, somebody with one year experience, don't be, don't be out there being like, hey, I, I want 300. I want 500. You're probably not going to find, unless you're, unless you're, you know, the second coming of, of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Uh, in the wrestling business, I doubt you're going to get that. And uh, especially since I can, especially since there were WWE like guys who were in the main event now who weren't asking for that when they were on the indies. Yeah. So you need to calm down with the that kind uh, of stuff. You know, always that's the thing, man. Always look at it as a business. You know, even employers, right? Normal day job, nine to five job, or whatever kind of job there is, when they put a posting for a job opening, they put the least amount they want to pay. Yep. The least amount of they, what that they want to pay. And when you apply for that job under, you know, you might want to ask for more, yep. but understand that, that they, you know, they're not going to come so far up yeah. that it's, 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 you know, insanity. You got to meet somewhere around that, you know, what they're asking for anyway. It's like the people that like always complain, I haven't, I've been in this job for so long. I've never gotten a raise. Have you asked for one? No. Yeah. Well, they're not just going to one day walk in and be like, here's a raise for you. No, they're, you have to ask for it. Yeah. They got other stuff they got to worry about. Yeah. They're like, Hey, can I get a raise? Okay. What do you think is fair? How about this? Well, I can do this. Okay. Now you got a raise. Yeah. But if you don't ask for Compromise. it, if you just wait for it, if you wait for shit to come, like it's, it's probably never going to come, especially if you work at a big corporation like they're not gonna get a raise if you don't ask for yeah, it yeah yep man anyways that was my seminar good that was my uh, seminar we, we can split the seminar and we split the, 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 the seminar fees and then you can get paid this much and then guys you can venmo me <laughs> uh i'll take three dollars venmo venmo me three dollars all right we'll, what else man we'll what start else a we patreon talk? for the podcast where <laughs> i started only fans oh no Hey man, it ain't got to be nudity. No, I know, but you know that's kept that it's got that nostalgia. I know, the, man, the mystique to it. Now. Isn't it weird that like nowadays you hear OnlyFans and you automatically think pornog? Yeah, you're like, oh, you're 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 
it's porn what you're talking about yeah, i think like thea trinidad started one i think everyone freaked out and i was like no nah, i don't think that that's porn yeah, she's it's just, probably she's just, just like posting herself her day to day stuff yeah. and probably like some good looking pictures of her yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But, anyways, what else is going on, man? What else do you want to talk about? I think that's about it. Uh, everything's kind of going back to normal with wrestling. Tickets are going on sale for stuff, for shows. Yeah. Stuff to look forward to. W, uh, AEW is running a show in like a tennis stadium in New York. Really? Yeah, in August. And I'm like, that's cool. It's it's different. Like I, that's the one thing I'd like to see. I'd like to see some new venues. Like there's so there's only so many shows you can see from Madison Square Garden. I'm like, how about you run like a weird random baseball stadium? Like just see what yeah. that's like. Just see what it's like. If it sucks, you just don't do it again. Why but not? Experiment with shit. That was kind of cool. Like back in the day when like WCW would run like those spring break oh, shows. I love those shows. They're so awesome. You know, obviously like. You'd have like Kevin Nash jumping in the water, yeah, and kind of stuff, having fun. But like those were like cool looking. Like, hey, this is different. Yeah, you even remember their last WCW show? Yeah. It was like one of those it spring was break one of those shows. shows. Yeah, you know, Flair and Sting wrestling with shirts on and shit. Um, but like that, just it's cool, man. It changes yeah. up the the look. You know, it changes up the look because every because every show kind of looks the same. It's in the same yeah. building. Like you're in a different arena with a different crowd, but do you really know? Like uh, you really don't because it all looks the same. So yeah, running stuff in like a tennis stadium that's like you can see that it's not a normal stadium. Like that might be cool to watch. Yeah, yeah. But I agree. We'll see. I agree. But yeah, nothing. I don't. You know, I haven't really been watching wrestling, so I don't really know what's going on. So. Neither have I. Neither have I. There's some oh, there's some Mark Henry thing with Braun Strowman this week that everybody freaked out about. He's like trying to get uh Braun Strowman booked on AEW or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then there was a signs. lot of people that kind of like were saying that he, they shouldn't bring him in because like I think I brought this up to you a couple weeks ago. I said the reason people are going to say Braun Strowman shouldn't go to AEW is because of his beliefs and his like political leanings and whatnot. And sure as shit, everyone was like. Or a couple people were like, you shouldn't bring him in because this and this. And then everyone was like, you're stupid if you think that he doesn't bring any value at all to them. He would absolutely bring a value to them. What is what is Strowman? Is he just got like right-wing beliefs? He's got right-wing beliefs. Like he's very like anti all this stuff that's going on right now. He was going to like... what's an, What do you mean anti the stuff that's going anti, on? Right anti the, the mask, anti okay. the COVID, all this other stuff. Like he's very much right-wing kind of guy. And he's very blunt about how, how he is. And, you know for me like i've said a million times who cares like that 50 years ago did you know that your neighbor was a republican no, no. because it wasn't a conversation now you're whatever your political belief is become your personality and i hate that but no so yeah so everyone was kind of like i, I was happy because there are a lot of people that were like if you don't think that he has any value you're an idiot because like People were saying he's not talented. And I'm like, a lot of you saying that is because of the way he believes in shit. Because if you watched him three years ago and you believe that he has no value at all, you just don't know what you're watching. Because yeah. he has plenty of value. Especially now he can come in and be the anti-indie guy yeah. and come in and just be the big monster that just shits all over like all the the indie wrestling and whatnot. And he'd be a heel, which is what you want. You want a real heel. Yeah. No, that's a, true. I... I... I don't know. You know, I don't know if like he would come in and, and ratings would really change that much with, with uh AEW, no, but he's not a he's not a ratings mover, but like he's definitely a guy that could come in and 
you could tell a good story with him. If, if you figure out the right plan for him, hey man, you might have something. Yeah, he's a, uh, you know, he's gonna dwarf like the whole fucking roster besides like a handful of people. Yeah. But uh, but I'm also the belief that they need to at some point soon go on like a hiring freeze for a little bit. Because at some point you're going to get to that point where WWE got to where they have way too many people yep. and not enough spot. And Tony Khan even said this before he started. He's like, you can't push everybody. Nope. I don't want to bring in all these people because I don't want all these people to sit on the bench for so long. And they've kind of got to that point where they brought an Andrade a couple of weeks ago and it was just like, oh yeah, he's here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's one of just the, one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he's just like an afterthought. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, just chill for a minute. Like, stop bringing in all the WWE guys, you know. The guys who aren't going to wrestle, but you don't need to pay Mark Henry. He's going to be a good backstage guy and a good backstage influence. But I still think it's funny that two of the biggest guys on their payroll are doing commentary stuff. Yeah, and it's like it, that—that's one of those things where you're just like, man, it's so weird to like. They just came in. They must have been getting paid a lot of money to do that because, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. It's well, so I'm weird. down with like. It's just funny because it's just very like. It's very. uh wrestling nowadays yeah where the biggest guy is is behind the counter or is behind the microphone commenting yeah doing like you know play-by-play color pretty interesting yeah and you know it's good it, it is good to have guys like christian big show and mark henry in your company but for the reasons of the backstage where they can make they can give you like advice advice and feedback but not be a dick about it where they can kind of just be like look this is like this is how this should be done this is how you're doing this wrong, yada, yada, but like do it in a non shitty way. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. see when things go back to normal, huh? Because you know, WWE's going to have a lot of pressure on them now when things go back on the road. Yep. Because they've actually got real competition now. Did I hear like they're like WWE might not even be doing house shows anymore? Uh, well, I think initially when they come back, I think they're doing, a, like, I think they're doing a house show SummerSlam weekend. Oh, are they? Like, I think on that Sunday, I think they're doing some show on that Sunday. But I'm not 100% sure. But, I mean, yeah, for, Eric Bischoff said over and over again, the house show actually lose you money. Yeah. So, like, maybe for a while they won't. But it also gives the guys reps. Dude, back in the day, I feel like house, show, house shows had to make money, though, man. Dude, you the think? One, the, the, the first house show I ever went to, my first wrestling show ever, that motherfucking place was packed. Yeah. Sold out. Of course, this was, like, 1999. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, you... The, the past few house shows that I've gone to, you can definitely see that, you know, the attendance isn't what it should be. And you just never know what like rents on the buildings are. Yeah. And stuff. Like that's why they never run MSG anymore. Apparently it's way too expensive. And like the Barclays center is so much cheaper and so much more worth running. I'm like, yeah, but the ambiance of the garden, I think is more important to people than yeah. it's the garden. what it costs. Yeah. Like it's the garden. you got paid a billion dollars for the WWE network. You can, you can run a show in MSG once a year. Yeah. I think you'll be okay. All right, man. What else do we have to talk about? Anything? Nothing. Can't Hold think on. of anything else. We didn't get any questions this week. What the fuck? You didn't, re- you didn't react to my great uh, thing I posted this weekend. What's that? I posted the picture of uh, Roman throwing Dominic out of the ring, and I said, when anyone tells Mike Camden he does jujitsu. <laughs> um. <laughs> By the way, I do, yeah, I don't mind if people think I jujitsu, but I don't. No, do but it was too. a funny picture of Roman throwing Dominic out of the ring in Dominic's face, and I was like, "I do hate the fact that they like pulled the camera away, so you don't see Dom land." And that's like, the shit I'll be so glad is over when they go back to live crowds. Like, I, I am so tired of the, 
Oh, he f- oh he threw him out of the ring. I'm like, no, he fucking didn't. No. Dominic would have fucking broken his back if he would have legit done that. Spike Dudley did it. <laughs> Where's Spike Dudley today, Mike? Where's Spike Dudley today? I don't know. I wonder what Spike Dudley's up to. He probably he seems like a guy that probably had like a great backup plan. Wasn't he a teacher or something like that? I bet, yeah. Maybe he's like a financial advisor somewhere or like a teacher somewhere. I hope so. I hope so. All right, man. I think we're going to wrap it up. Sounds good. Because I don't know what else to talk about right now. No, not much to talk about. Yeah. Last week, next week, I'll give you some feedback on going to the baseball game with Devin. There you go. Give you a breakdown of that. And then uh, this weekend, Saturday, Canna Pro 619 located at 8300 center way i think i got that right i think there was a five wasn't it 8305 hold on i'm trying to find it real fast uh 8300 center drive okay. la mesa that's in san diego go check it out if you guys want a, more information go to canna pro wrestling on facebook and uh you know as usual card subject to change and Adam is going to be on Saturday at the Wheelhouse in Hemet, California for the West Coast Wrestling Company. I think it's called Nobody Does It Better or something like that. Nobody does it better. My gimmick is supposed to be anti-company, so I'm anti-company. So I'm not supposed to know. All right. Oh, and then also uh I will be at Global Lucha Libre on uh June 27th this month. Oh. That's going to be up in uh, Escondido. I guess it's a place called Escondido Body Art. That's going to be uh, 1891 East Village. Or East, I'm sorry, not East Village. 1891 East Valley Parkway in Escondido. I will be taking on... I just asked him how to say this the other day, too. I can't remember exactly how now. Is that how you officially knew that indie wrestling in San Diego is back? What? When you start getting messages about doing random lucha shows? No, not like really. indie wrestling's back, baby. <laughs> I will be taking on Primo Genio Tribeca. Uh, you did that pretty also well. Also known as Hyde back in the day. Okay. But yeah, I was asking. I was like, "How do you say that name?" And he was Primo Genio. I, I believe I'm saying that right. I believe I'm saying that right. Anyways, uh, he's formerly known as um, Hyde. He's a Santino guy. Uh, he's a, he's a great kid. Uh, that name looking, sounds so familiar, but I can't figure out why. Looking forward to working with him. He's a good guy. I like him. And that's it, man. I think that's it. And do you have any any uh, closing words? Uh, no. Just if you're in, if you're near Hemet, go to that show. If you're near San Diego, go to Mike's show. Yes. I'm sorry. I was going to ask you a question because you've kind of have more of a. Is it sports related? No, it's uh, it's Southern California. Well, it's wrestling related, but I don't know. I'll ask you afterwards. Okay. Because I would have brought it up on air, but I'm not sure if uh, if you know this person. Anyways, if you want the tip, you gotta take the whole hog. Adios.
die, you're gonna Randall! Randall!